What's up, Dunwoody? I'm Matt Weber with eXp Realty. Homes are selling at record highs right now, so if you've thought about selling, give me a call, 404-502-8683. My co-host is Justin Dyke, founder of PoolDues.com. Those are our day jobs. Our sponsors, Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics, Dunwoody's best orthodontic practice, and Porter Brew & Q Brewery. Porter is less than 50 feet away from the new breadwinner. Village Orthodontics is probably 100 yards away from that. Also in the same shopping center, the Shops of Dunwoody, which is blowing up. That shopping center has been through some big changes over the last year or two, and Breadwinner is the next big thing. I've been in contact with the owner, Jeff Malconian, for a while now, and um, we're excited to sit down with him and talk about you know, Breadwinner right before the big grand opening. When we met with him, he was thinking that he'd be open yesterday. We laughed about how he didn't really know, though. At one point, he was joking that he should just say a bunch of dates, and we could uh, copy-paste that segment into the show. Ironically, he did say the proper date at one point, July 31st. So I did a little editing, and here's what we came up with. July 31st. <laughs> What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. So we're here with Jeff Malconian. Owner of Breadwinner. Yes, sir. And what are the other locations? Because you got one coming to Dunwoody. Yep, yep. We got uh, Breadwinner Sandy Springs is our first. That was our baby. It's the been flagship. Around. Yep. And uh, we're coming up on 10 years uh, in October there. We had a small little cafe, coffee shop type thing over on Mount Vernon for three years prior to that. And then expanded it to the restaurant in 2010. That wasn't called Breadwinner? It was. Oh, it was okay. also called Breadwinner. Where it was, was just, it on Mount Vernon? It's where the... It's 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 now a parking lot across from City Springs, oh, okay. um, and uh, we were downstairs from uh, Chosen Treasures and a salon and kind of in the back area. It's kind of it was kind of like an in the know type thing, and we really used it more than anything for our mail order business for all of our breads, and that's why we that's why we got in there initially. Yeah, mail we, order breads. I know. Like, we, well, I like that. We just we we. Um, yeah, that's that's really how we got our start. We got our start with um, yeah, start at the beginning with uh, kind of accidentally. I was I was full time musician for many many years, and and um, uh, in in November of 2015, we uh, we were all together for Thanksgiving. My whole family and and uh, my wife and my sister and I were kind of doing inventory of all of our ingredients that were left over from Thanksgiving. We had a lot of baked goods left and we had this idea of baking pumpkin bread and my sister who at the time worked over at super jenny said oh i'll sell it at work and honestly that's how we got started we we, we brought 12 loaves of pumpkin bread over to super jenny on day one not thinking we were even starting a business and they sold out in in a half an hour and they ordered more and that holiday season we sold um over 600 loaves of pumpkin bread <laughs> That's crazy. And it was crazy. And it Wait, was, that's 2015? That was 2015. Uh, sorry, 2005. Oh, okay, okay. 2005. Yeah, there we go. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was 15 years ago. And we um, we kind of s- took inventory after that holiday season and said, well, we could we could actually do something here. And, and um, Crunch the numbers? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we may or may not have crunched any numbers. We just, just we kind of <laughs> were like, oh, this is awesome. Let's do this. And so we started coming up with more recipes and honestly within like six months we were just outgrowing our home kitchen and our living room which got turned into a packaging facility and we launched a website and to be able to ship from you know to place orders on and 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 have things shipped all over the country and um 
we got some really great press early on. We were um, Daily Candy did a feature on us, which at the time was a really big publication online. Because I'd never heard of them. Well, at the time it was like this. It was like back when email newsletters were like the thing, and it went out to hundreds of thousands of people. And it's like one email out brought you tons of business, and so um, that got that got us the attention of a lot of. Um, we had a segment on the Today Show. We had. Um, a lot of local and regional press, and then did that kind of come off of your music because it was, they wanted to interview you? Or no, it had nothing to do with my music. Yeah, it, was, it had everything to do with the product that we created, which was this two-pound loaf of pumpkin bread, or and then more flavors later on. Keep that, hearing about the pumpkin bread. that had a bow yeah, on so it. And it was a it. it was a gift. It wasn't just a it wasn't just here have a pumpkin bread. It was like a gift item with a bow on it, and. Um, did you try to bring your guitar to these interviews? No, and I really was like, never. We don't, you don't need that. No, I really <laughs> never, uh, never crossed. Um, you know, a, a few of the a few of the local Atlanta um, writers like Rich Eldridge and people like that who knew me as as a musician in town like to kind of segue those two things, and it was always fun to do. I'm gonna segue that. That's two great. I'm, I can't wait. I'm more excited about those questions. No, I love Later talking in the about interview. it. Absolutely, I love talking about it. The big thing that kind of turned the corner for us back in '06. I believe it was or 06 um, we uh, we got called by the Food Network to do a show and it was called Road Tasted it was um, Jamie and Bobby Dean uh, the Dean brothers and they, they went to different cities and featured mom and pop uh, businesses that you could order their product online and as soon as that aired we were we went national we were we were sending breads all over the country and thousands and thousands of orders every time the show aired. I mean, it had that That's effect. Cool. It had that Food Network effect that you always hear about. And that really put us on the map. It allowed us to open our first little cafe and, and shipping location on Mount Vernon, and that was in 2007. And then in 2010, we just decided we wanted to kind of parlay that into a restaurant. Um, and here we are. We're Why did you pick Sandy Springs? Just wanted to oh, I grew up in Sandy that Springs. Area we, you knew. I, yeah, I grew up there. I went to Riverwood High School, and I um, uh, we moved back. My family and I moved back to Sandy Springs in two thousand and two or two thousand three, and and um, planted our feet. So I live maybe a mile from the Sandy Springs breadwinner. That's nice. Yeah, you get called a lot to come up, though. I bet not as much as I used to, but yes, putting it, out it's, fires. Yeah, we've we've we've. Yes, we always. <laughs> sometimes it feels like Monday every day. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but it's all good. I have a, I have a really outstanding staff. I have, I have many people. I think about I have about a half a dozen staff that were with us from before we opened. Okay. So, so I have my one person that's been fifteen years. Two people have been fifteen years. One that's been twelve, and three that have been ten years. It means you're a good boss, probably. Well. You haven't uh, pissed any of them off yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I try not to. They're 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 uh, they're all really hardworking people and honest, and we just we have a great team. We're very blessed to have that. And you get to bring some of them over to Dunwoody. Yes. So at least at the beginning, one of my um, one of my main kitchen people who's been with me f- since the beginning, Virginia. She's going to be coming over to Dunwoody and overseeing um, uh, the. Um, prepared foods section. We're going to be expanding into doing a lot more prepared foods than we already do. Um, Good time to be doing that. Yeah, and we were that was the plan anyway before all the COVID stuff hit. But um, 
So we're going to be doing, God, like well over 100 items that are, that are you know, prepared dinners and sauces and whatnot that just uh, you're going to want to take home and cook. or That's the Weber style or, right there. Yeah. We don't like to make stuff on our own. Right. So yeah, prepared I, foods are good. We're, we're, you know, we're kind of the same. I, I still love to cook when I get home, but, God, there's plenty of nights where I'm just like, I'm going to stop at, you know, another place and have, you know, Fresh Market or whatever and grab something or yeah. a Lons or whatever. We're kind and, of a Trader Joe's family where we just reheat. Yeah, I love traders. Their burritos are great. Yeah, <laughs> coming from a real chef. Oh, I eat every, I eat everything. But that's so. funny that you are a real chef now because you have no no background. Well, in let that. me let me let me clarify not to contradict you. I I'm I am not a chef. I'm I'm a cook. I'm a decent cook. I would assume. I but I have chefs that are working for me that are really way more talented than I am. And they, honest, they would take offense at him being called a chef. Exactly. Yeah, I, would, sorry, sorry. I wouldn't want to disrespect them yeah. or any other chefs out there, but I, I am, um, uh, everybody that works in all of our kitchens, honestly, is better at cooking and being a chef than I am. Yeah. So, so that being said, I do know how to cook and I, I'm okay. I'm, um, but I, um, they really do the heavy lifting and the, they're, they're the talent. So, um, but I did cut my teeth as a cook for three and a half years at Murphy's back in the nineties. That's really where I kind of fell in love with the restaurant businesses working there and, and kind of learning all the aspects of, I, well, I always worked in restaurants um, on the side while I, while I was doing music, but that was really my main gig for about three years was in the heat of the kitchen. I think everybody works at restaurants on the side when they're doing music. You, it's kind of the only thing you can yeah, it's do. It's like the fallback. Unless you're a trust fund kid, which I'm not. So uh, it was, uh, it was a great experience, and I worked with some uh, really, really talented chefs. One in particular was Michael Tui, who's who's one of my favorite people in the world. He taught me so much while I worked there, and he's a chef in Charleston now. So, so I think you could actually call yourself a chef because I mean, without uh, I mean, stop, you know, no. Really? Uh, okay, you don't have to go to like a fancy school, chef school, or something no, like that. No, and and honestly, I'm I'm so not a chef. I I, I will not even put myself in that category. <laughs> there, there's too much talent there. So, uh, how'd you get into the other the other restaurants? Was it Ladle Farm to Ladle? Farm is to our ladle. other uh, concept, which um, Sasha knew all about that from Avalon. I've heard of this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we were um, we were five years into the the cafe. In, in Sandy Springs, and we'd been kind of poking around looking for um, an, an additional location or breadwinner that was in town, um, either somewhere close to us in the suburbs or into the city. And um, Pont City Market came to us and was like, "We love what you're doing. Let's talk about. We want this concept in Pont City Market." So, one of the things that they, um, one of the things that they were. Um, adamant about with bringing restaurants in was they wanted local restaurateurs that had at least one restaurant that was successful and um but everything that was going in there needed to be an original name so we couldn't bring breadwinner in there they wanted Uh, they wanted the breadwinner concept but with a different name so we came up with farm to ladle and um it worked i mean it's always it's it's that that place has done nicely for us down there it's a, a lot of crossover with the foods a lot of crossover with the foods. I'd say about 50% of the menu is the same, and then we kind of we switch things up a lot down there, um, mainly because so much of our business down there, unfortunately right now, so much of our business down there is um, the office workers in the building and the people that live down there. Um, there's 5,000 office workers, and 
they'll eat with us every day. So we had a we would definitely change things up a little more frequently down there than we do at Breadwinner. So, yeah. um, and then a year after we opened Ponce, we opened up our location at Avalon, which is also a farm to ladle. Yeah, she loves that one. I think that's why I've heard of it. Up at the Avalon, yep. by the movie theater and everything? Yep, right yep. by the movie yep. theater. Uh-huh. Interesting. So, yeah. And so we wanted, when when the opportunity came up in Dunwoody to um, take over the old Wright's Gourmet space, um, we... Um, you really picked a great time for it, right? right. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not worried. I think it's gonna it'll be fine, and things are gonna come back eventually. Um, it's almost better it that is, there was a delay. Yeah, there was there was there were plenty of delays before COVID hit. It was just. Oh, well, we've been watching you. Yeah, and I mean, look, we were we wanted to be open. Um, uh, we wanted to be open closer to the end of 2019. Um, but honestly, we got in there. I, our landlords didn't even realize how much work needed to be done, and 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 um, they had a great they had a great restaurant there. They had a great you know following, and and food was awesome. But really, nothing had been updated since they built it, and I yeah. believe it was about thirty five years of being there. So everything was grandfathered in. Nothing was really up to code. It was very old systems of electrical and plumbing and HVAC and gas and so it just more than you were expecting way more than anybody expected and and our landlords have been really great to work with they've you know several times along i said okay we get it we're going to help you out with this or whatever that wasn't negotiated originally in the lease and so the the guys over at brand properties have been really awesome to work with they even bumped our lease back so that we could they could accommodate the delays and really every delay has been because it's like oh we have to completely gut the plumbing and redo everything, not use the existing plumbing that's in the floor, which means digging up all the flooring. And yeah. I mean, that place got gutted from the roof rafters down to the dirt. We've actually heard that from a lot of people. They're helping Porter out. Their Porter's taking yeah, their um, it just their dining area out, their yeah. outdoor dining area down towards the animal. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you talked to Greg about that? A little bit. Down to I the, mean, what's it? Pets are. I, I feel like they should cut off the road right there. Yeah. You know the. the and then they helped Brett out at Village Orthodontics. He's our other sponsor. Yeah. They've helped him out a lot. It's it's yeah. It just everything in there needed to be updated. Um, and as we you know you start peeling back that onion, you just see more and more and and uh, so it footprint wise, it kind of looks similar to what rights had we pushed back a little bit in the into the kitchen so that so that inside area is a bigger space mm-hmm. um put in two bathrooms um ev- but everything is new everything from f- roof to dirt is brand new yeah and so explain i've never been into one yeah. so you walk in order is i mean was it like a starbucks where you walk up to the counter so similar it's it's more of a um uh so it is a fast casual restaurant you you in our case we have up on our front counter it's very european style where you you know like you're in paris and you see like tons of sandwiches and salads Mm -hmm. all out and you kind of eat with your shop with your eyes and go oh that looks great i want to try that try this that's what we modeled the original breadwinner after is is um more of a european style uh bakery deli cafe so up on the front line we've got our soups our salads our sandwiches um and you just kind of make your way down the line and pick your 
either you're doing a combo of something or you're doing a la carte or and they make your plate right in front of you and you get to the register and pay and you walk away with your food oh it's that quick yeah it's it is it really is um, that's my kind of place well and and, you know and get out and so you know you'll see a plate of like you know a dozen caprese sandwiches but in half an hour those are gonna be gone and they're making more in the back and bringing another plate out and yeah and so we're kind of anticipate we're we're ahead of ahead of the customers at that point yeah so it took a while to get to that point it took well that's that throw away a lot of the beginning a little bit. I mean, we, you know, we've, we, I'll tell you what, we're next door to the uh, Sandy Springs fire station and they have greatly benefited from our waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever we have leftover sandwiches and salads, somebody runs them over there and, and we, uh, we drop them off, but, um, you're pretty close to a fire station here in Dublin. Too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we, so we, um, we've gotten pretty good with it over the years at, at a certain point. I remember at the beginning, my, my chef who's, who's building this out with me here, he, we were, I would, I used to get kind of crazy about like, oh, why do we have all this left there? And he's like, boss, you've got to understand the, the concept that we have. It's going to be that way, but we're selling more because we're moving more people through. So you got to, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's, <laughs> I got to stop thinking that way. Yeah. So. All right. Well, can we get into music? Yeah. Ask me so you you, have you ever heard the the Josh Joplin group? I have now. Were you in Athens at that time? No, I was living here at the time. I I was I moved back. Um, I went to I went to music school and graduated in '92 at Northwestern, and then I moved back to Atlanta, um, but really to Athens. Uh, and that's where music is. Right? Yeah, and I really I, I had a band from college that we moved down here, and we gave it a try for a long time um, called Lime Credo, and then we we ended up. Um, kind of fizzling out after about two years and it was mostly in Athens and then and then I moved back to Atlanta and then um, met Josh and got introduced to him through um, a mutual friend and I had a friend who was a drummer and then we started the Josh Joplin group and had a fun little career made some made five records and signed a label deal and toured all over the world and yeah, that's pretty cool played on uh, Letterman and Leno and Conan and yep, I watched had a, a, couple had a of fun those. run. <laughs> um, who is it? Who is your favorite that you opened for? Did you ever meet Ben Harper? I never met Ben Harper. He's my favorite is of, he? All, of all those. Yeah, yeah, no, I never met him. Jump Little but Children. You, but you yeah, did we played open with Jump Little Children. You opened for Ben? I never. No, I don't think we oh. did. We oh. is it on there? Did. Yeah, maybe we did. I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I don't Crazy know. days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely know we played with Jump Little Children many times. They were great. Yeah, Charleston. That's pretty cool. And the REM cover band, what's that called? The Remix. The Remix. That's still happening. That's, that, that's that, you, That's too, going right? strong. Aren't yeah. you the lead singer? I am. Lead singer and guitar player. So we're just a like a, a bald piece on? No, but my <laughs> but uh, Jeff Rosenberg, who is a Dunwoody resident, he's he's the bass player, and he's bald as a cue ball. And, and oh, so yeah. we still we kind of have so that visual like on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. So uh, that's fun. That, that band actually is... Uh, more active now than anything I'm playing with. We we and when I say more active, we might play like six shows a year. Yeah, so. but you're basically moving into a music venue now. Cause you, have you seen what's been going on with the village, like on Saturday nights? Uh, yeah, no, like I've heard live about music. It. I, it. Yeah. I mean, that's great. You guys just got to get out there. We now. might, we might have to. And the Springs, the city center. City center. Or yeah. city, what's it called? City Springs. City Springs. City Springs. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could play there. Someday. I know that whole season got canceled this year. It was too bad. Yeah, they yeah, had some no, good it, ones too. Driving and crime. Mm-hmm, supposed to be driving there. and crime. Sean Mullins, so yeah, we we um we had a fun career. In fact, Sean Mullins was a big part of our career. He yeah, was, that was one that he, you opened for. Yeah, us, well, so. he he also produced our second to last record and and uh, put it. We originally put it out on his label SMG, and then it got signed by Sony. And um, 
he's uh and he was an integral part of our our growth and development he was just he's such a great songwriter and great person and performer and just really kind of set the bar for not just us but a lot of local bands yeah he's from is he from around here he is. He's from outside of Atlanta. I can't remember I what, what town. And and he was a he was a military guy. And then after his he, his service, he he got into the music scene and was a traveling troubadour for years and years, working out of a van and selling CDs out of a van. And then then blew up. Got all a of hit. Side. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, REM song to sing? Oh, it's a favorite song to sing. He hates R.E.M. Why no, would you ask I love that? R.E.M. They're, they're my favorite. Um, you play a lot of the old stuff, right? We do. We, we play everything, th- for the most part, through Green, which was 1888. And then we do a couple songs from later on. Um, I was asking Sasha <clears throat> what her favorite album was. Uh, and she said, the orange one. Yeah, it's like Green. Green yeah. um, uh, it's uh, My favorite song to sing would probably be Fall On Me. Um. Yeah, that I'd say that's probably my favorite one to sing. That or King of Birds. That's always fun to sing because I can kind of belt it out. Yeah, that's cool. Is it's it nice to be the show. lead man? It is. It's it's yeah, after it's, you've been off so to the side to well, for a while. It's just the whole the whole um, the whole package for me with remakes is is such a pleasure. Just because the other two guys are my two closest friends and have been for many years. We've been playing together for almost 30 years. And then Jeff Rosenberg, the bass player, he and I have been best friends since high school and we've been playing together since ninth grade. So that's 35 years. That's and, neat. and uh, so we just have fun getting together and playing first and foremost, but- Did they have like big careers? Did they do Neither one of them before? really did anything music, like neither one of them did a musical career. They did always did it on the side. Okay. Um, our drummer Webb did some stuff full time, um, but uh, Jeff always did it on the side. Um, but it's just always a pleasure to get together anyway. And and really in the last four or five years, we kind of developed a little following in town and have these, you know, fun sold out shows. And it really, it really caters to the, I'd say like 40 to 55 year old. That, Dunwoody. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that grew up in Georgia or that went yeah. to Georgia that just like, you know, we, you kind of know you kind of know the people like it's that, that music is just in your blood and you it was your soundtrack in high school and college and yeah and so to hear it and we 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 don't claim to have looks wise on stage what you know like to be that kind of a tribute because we're we're a three-piece there's no actual lead singer it's just me playing guitar and singing and um and uh but we try to emulate the sounds of the recording the out the albums that were released yeah um note for note and to sound just like them i think we do it's it's I'm fun down for we're seeing doing. a cover band just as much it's as, fun you it's get like closer to the stage yeah I mean, you get lost in it and, yeah and uh it's it, it's fun i mean there's it's nothing's nothing is ever as good as the music you grew up with and right so to see it performed is really fun yeah i was reading something somewhere where it said that the music that you're going to listen to your whole life was like senior year in high school yeah. into college. Sure. No, and I believe was, that. That's what you're always going to, that's always going to be it's the It's always best what you're going to go back to. Yeah. It, it really is. And, and you know, a lot of, a lot of the ones that we grew up with just either aren't around anymore to play it or they're not alive or they don't tour anymore or whatever. Right. And, you know, and so, and if they do, they just don't come around very often. Is REM still there? No, they broke up in completely 2011, I think. Yeah. Okay. Would you even say they broke up though? I mean, they they, call, they, just kinda... they their, their quote was they called it a day. Yeah. yeah. So 
They just I guess at said, some point right, that's the best. It was a retirement. It wasn't a breakup. It was just a retirement. Yeah, I've heard some been. some great stories about Michael Stipe. He, yeah. you know, like giving things to people. And there was like a yeah. kid that in my hometown that that passed away, and he gave him a guitar and uh-huh. put it in his the guy's cat, the kid's yeah, casket. They're, they're they truly are are some of the nicest people. They really are. They're just yeah. So Did generous. you ever have any run-ins with them? Like, yeah, I've I've, I've met all of them. Really, that's cool. Times. Restraining yeah. orders and Restraining. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to be within 500 feet of them ever again. <laughs> no, I, I can't take a shower at their house anymore. No. <laughs> well, you know, Dunwoody has an amphitheater now. Yeah. Have you seen the, our little amphitheater? Yeah, might be great. perfect size might for be. the remakes. Might be. Let's. I maybe, think it needs to be out in front of Redwood. Maybe Just next summer. That'd be fun. Next summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, after the vaccine. Yeah. After the vaccine. <laughs> God, what a mess. Yeah. It's a slight mess. <laughs> oh, what a mess. How's that affected business? Uh, it's definitely affected business. I don't know of a single restaurant that hasn't been affected by it. Um, I mean, we haven't, we still haven't reopened Avalon yet, and Ponce is slowly getting back up and running, but there's really just not a lot of business down there right now. Breadwinners. Yeah, you're all business people, I mean, yeah, they're not no, coming it's been, to work. It's been tough. But um, Sandy Springs has been holding its own. We're, we're, we're doing all takeout right now, which um, is easy. It's, it's easy. I mean, it, has, it hasn't been as much of a challenge for other restaurants that are doing all takeout that aren't used to it. But um, we uh, we have some really, really amazing loyal customers that just come in and support constantly. And even when we were down, they were like buying gift cards, and and uh, we stayed open. We stayed open for about six weeks once once everything kind of hit on the 16th of March and um, we tried, it was tough. We just, we were spread so thin and our our staff was spread thin and it was very hard to get supplies. And we finally got to a point where we said, all right, we're taking a break. We're just, we got to regroup on this. We did a bunch of renovations at our Sandy Springs location and that we've been wanting to do for a while. And so we basically closed for about a month and then reopened. And yeah, the, the distributors shutting down all over the place are tough and people don't realize that like, we do a lot of wings, and Tyson yeah. just shut no, down altogether. I mean, we had the same we had the same issue. We uh, we go through just in Sandy Springs alone. We go through um, in a regular week twelve cases of chicken breast, and I mean, we couldn't get any from our distributors. And my chef and I are running all over town, buying you know different restaurant depots. Oh, we found a case here, and that's no way to. Yeah, you know, we were, we were buying, small. and then they're also more expensive. <laughs> they are, and you know, it's like you know when you're in Costco and you're trying to buy five pounds of chicken instead of your forty pound case. It's just it got to a point where like we can't keep doing this. It's yeah. just not sustainable. I said that on day one. I said this is not going to be sustainable at a certain point. And yeah, try though. We did, we did, and it was fine. You know, it, it a lot of good came out of that as well. We were, I'll tell you what, the, the community really stepped up and. There was a lot of um, outpouring of not only to support the restaurants, but to support the the hospital workers and the doctors' offices. And I can't tell you. I mean, half of our business back between March, middle of March, and end of April was people putting together money to bring a hundred box lunches over to Northside Hospital or Piedmont Hospital. And and you know, we we created a you know, a, an affordable lunch that we were given a little, they were giving a little and we delivered and made it all happen, you know, yeah. to at least get it distributed. And so a lot of you good did stuff. see a lot of that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of good stuff did come out of it. And, Speaking uh, of deliveries, are, yeah. did you sign up for Postmates or did you do anything different that you hadn't done before? So we've, we've always been from the beginning of Uber Eats working with them. And that's always been our biggest, um, 
our biggest delivery source. We never stopped doing it. It and um, it definitely picked up in that time, and it's picked back up again since we've reopened. Um, we're still trying to sort out for Dunwoody what which ones we're going to be doing, but um, we added online ordering on our website, which is great because now you know you can just like anywhere else place your order, come in, see your name on a bag, and pick it up and go. No, no contact, no interaction. Um, so we're still trying to figure out besides Uber Eats what our um, what our delivery services will be. But yeah. Stay part tuned. Of, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Dunway's real excited about you guys coming. We are too. Everybody keeps asking me. Yeah. That, so. I'll tell you what, we we put the littlest thing on Facebook and it just blows up. So yeah. I, I, I mean we're so appreciative and I, I can we can definitely feel the love from the from the uh, foodies here in Dunwoody. Yeah, I think a lot of people know you from Sandy Springs sure. too. Yeah. We have We're a lot of friends so here, close. a lot of a lot of a lot of customers that have come over over the years and um, this it's going to be a you know, it's going to we it, it's a it's a large location. It's a 4800 square foot space, which is Is that bigger than Sandy Springs? It's twice as big as Sandy Springs. Oh, wow. Um and the kitchen's big and we we're, we're kind of making it our our headquarters as well we built offices we built a conference room and um so it's going to kind of be the the office space for all the all of our locations yeah our administrative office our you know financial office everything else is going to be right there um we've enclosed the what was the patio space at the old rights we've enclosed it into a dining room um with accordion style windows so on nicer days you open up the windows it feels like alfresco um dining and ceiling fans everywhere air conditioning heat whatever so but it's a real dining room very cool yeah. very cool hey, you got an open date right we have an open date yes here it is uh, july 31st yeah. <laughs> barring any unforeseen problems which we don't foresee at this point but uh i'll edit the show and then i'll get back yes to thank you, you. <laughs> yeah, if we need to delay we got to get should we just say no we're opening yeah. july 31st yeah. uh, august 8th yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, record, we'll, just, we'll record this segment 10 yeah. times with yeah. different dates yeah but <laughs> 2021. Yes. <laughs> God almighty, no. We've already started paying rent at this point. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, you, yeah. you do have a good, I mean, that shopping center is has got some some quality tenants. So oh, absolutely. Uh, Los Hermanos and mm-hmm. Porter. No, restaurant, restaurant district. That's what we're restaurant, calling it. Restaurant, that's what Yeah, no, I've gotten to know Miguel really well over at Los Hermanos. I, because we, I probably eat there three times a week while I'm over there working at Dunwoody. And, he started um, my hometown. And so uh, when he came here, I was like, you guys are going to kill it they this are is- awesome that food is so good i love porter the, the barbecue uh, nitai is my neighbor in sandy springs so oh, yeah yeah um and that's rick, their second location well rick who owns um little tie in sandy springs which is my next door neighbor it's him and his nephew that own was it nick is that his oh, name that's cool um the uh the guy who runs nitai so i think it is nick yeah i think it is too some of my favorite Thai food in town. Um, we eat there all the time. Um, the restaurant district. I know. I haven't Maybe had a chance to do like a taste of Dunwoody type thing. Where Seriously. Everyone just puts it all out in the parking yeah. lot. And but with, I mean, with Porter and the way the way that you yeah. love music, I think you and Greg could, could yeah. do something Yeah, Greg's cool. a good guy. With the, um, and Dunway Tavern, I guess we can mention them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well. <laughs> the next level. <laughs> the, uh, I love vintage pizza. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to try wasabi yet, but I hear great things about it. I yeah. just tried that for the first Did time you? recently. Yeah. yeah, I heard they're really yeah. great family, great food. Um, so we're very excited to be there uh, for sure. Well, cool. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks Everybody for go me. out, breadwinner. 
Yeah. On July 31st. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to, uh, I'm holding, I'm holding us to it at this point. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys for all you do with the Facebook page and the, the podcast. It's really, um, oh, and a big shout out to my boy, Billy Kramer too, who's been, who's he been, loves you. Well, he, we've been friends for a while and he's, I, I'm so impressed with what he's done and not just with NFA burger, but just, he's just such a, such a huge supporter in the Dunwoody community, and yes, he he's an advocate for every other everybody. restaurant except he's, for his. He doesn't ever talk about well, him. let's and, talk about everybody else. But you know, and it, and it comes back to him, which is great. And he has a an amazing product, so I'm proud of that boy and, and everything district. he's done. It so is. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, well, thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, guys. July 31st. Yeah. <laughs>